0: I woke up in the morning and the sun broke through the open curtains. The birds sang too and they said, This is a day to celebrate to say for the you So I said okay. Welcome to <gasps> PS We Have No Plan, everybody. This is Emily McManus calling in from Nashville.
1: And this is Peyton Smith calling in from LA.
0: We wanted to just put out a trigger warning for today's episode. We do talk about psychedelics and drugs, uh, mental health and suicide. Um and just feel like it's something that we want to put out there first.
1: So without further ado, here's our wellness episode. Welcome We're actually back. in
0: our homes. I know.
1: <laughs> <laughs> You've been this travel bug lately. It, um,
0: planes, trains, and automobiles is what it feels like. Yeah. I feel like we seriously. both have though, no? Uh,
1: this week at least, or the last couple weeks I haven't, which is nice. Um, It is good. But but I want to hear all about Canada and everything just yes. so everyone knows it is the final episode of October. So it is our wellness episode. We're going to check in with each other, talk all things wellness, um, and share any fun tidbits that have happened last week. So
0: absolutely,
1: with that, Emily, how was Canada?
0: I was in Canada, <laughs> <laughs> sort of a last minute trip to see my brother and sister-in-law and our two nieces short or long story short, We were supposed to go last uh, Christmas for, like, we had this whole thing planned out. They live in Calgary, and we were going to go up to Banff and stay in, like, this castle. And it was going to be so magical. We were going to go dog sledding, everything. So we were so excited. We got our snow clothes, the the whole shebang we were prepared for. And then the day before when we had to do, like, the test, the COVID test, be able to cross borders, I tested positive. Oh, so I know I know and so we couldn't go looking back like thank god we didn't go like and we got sick before we went because I was down so hard and then Jeff got sick too so if we were up there it would have been so miserable but so we still had our credit but it was expiring by the end of October so like well we've got to get to fucking Calgary (laughs) (laughs) so we went for the weekend and it was lovely
1: that's amazing
0: it was yes it was so beautiful the day we got in it was just like peak ideal fall the trees were so beautiful it was crisp out and then overnight it snowed so it's like we went exactly from fall to winter and it was it was just beautiful like we saw it all oh
1: it's I've never been to Canada and I've heard such amazing things from friends and family who have traveled there it seems beautiful
0: it it really really was my only other time was to, like to Niagara Falls when i was a kid so this was my first true canadian experience but i fell in love like i didn't know what to expect but calgary was charming the food was fantastic we went to this place called modern milk that was chef's kiss this oh. potato bread i mean it was so good wow it was just beautiful yeah a cute town my brother-in-law plays hockey there so it was fun to see just the difference of Canada versus America can- hockey fans. And it was just, it was super cool. It was really, really cool. Now, let's l- slide this back over to you, Sweet Peach, because you you were a little sick, weren't you? I
1: know. I was very sick. I got sick really? right at the beginning of the week. Yeah, it was such a bummer. I think it was, I got the stomach flu, which I hate. Oh. I hate all stomach things. Um, I was throwing up, I spiked a fever and then I couldn't eat a single thing. I couldn't even drink water. Like I don't, I got one glass of water down the entire day. And I think that was all I consumed. And that's not like me at all. I did not stand up from bed. And the next day I felt fatigued from not eating. And so then I was still out and then still felt woozy, like honestly the whole week. So it was not great for me. (laughs) And then finally started feeling better and I decided to do like a very self-care oriented weekend. So I got the new Hailey Bieber nails. I was
0: just noticing and they're oh, they
1: They're the chocolate glazed, her chocolate glazed action. I don't know. And I got um, Gel X. So they're long. I feel like a fancy LA gal.
0: Yeah. And it's perfect for Halloween.
1: I know, right? I That's you what your I thought. got
0: claws out. I know.
1: Um, And so that was really nice to kind of decompress this weekend. And I also felt like it was an odd reset. Like I was just consuming the most disgusting foods, drinking a ton of alcohol throughout the week, weekend. And so it was almost a forced reset for my body to sleep a ton. Like I slept a ton. Which you
0: really need because you just go, go,
1: go. Yes. And then I watched a ton of movies. I watched so many good, cute movies. I watched Endless Love from 2014, I think. The Notebook, I watched. Uh um, The New, The School of Good and Evil. It's so cute for anyone who loves kind of cheesy Halloween movies. Really, really good. Um,
0: I love cheesy anything, so I'm going to have to look that up.
1: It's on Netflix. It's really good. I loved it charlie's thrones in it like it's actually like good oh. act- i know i know is it's it really- a new movie yeah it's new it's um Look at that witches and s- all it's right Sign really cute a little really practical cute. magic yeah um what else Yay. did i watch but i watched a ton of good movies so it was really fun to reset and um now i'm starting to incorporate kind of better healthy things into my diet and life which is kind of nice
0: good for you maybe i needed the stomach back <laughs> because <laughs> i got it i've got it it is it's so true though like it always not always because sometimes all you can eat is like pasta or whatever when you don't feel it but i do think when you get sick it's a reminder like okay maybe i haven't been taking care of myself the best i can and perhaps that takes you down the the road a little bit more of getting sick who knows but you know i think that definitely contributes if we're not sleeping right if we're eating poorly and not like not giving our body the proper nutrition or hydrating very well it I think it definitely if nothing more
1: makes our body more immune to a germ yes absolutely and I think it I thought this could be a good um I know you have lots of fun wellness topics as well to talk through but I thought this could be something good for everyone to remember about resetting when you're sick and um taking the time you need. Cause I think it's so important to do. And as an adult, we rarely take care of ourselves when we're sick. Like the the thing we immediately think of is how do we get back to work? How do we get back to our yeah th- the priorities and what are we missing out on? And it's like just be sick and, like, and right.
0: lay Worry about catching up. Don't worry about any of that
1: because you know what? It'll come. It's hard to kind of put into words. And I also think We get into at least myself, I shouldn't say we, because myself, I get into these creative passions where I'm like, oh my God, all I think about is how to drive this forward and how to change this and how to evolve that. And I've also been diving into spirituality and I um, saw a psychic in New York and started doing more meditation work and exploring that side of myself. And then it just becomes all of a sudden, you're not taking care of your health and wellness. You're not being. Aware of of yourself. I don't know. I don't know if that makes sense. But I'm, there's just so much out there and so much content telling you to do this or that. And I Ugh. I eat that shit up. I love it. I love to go explore new parts myself. But sometimes you need to slow down.
0: No, I love that too. And I know the one time we talked about this, like. So every day, like, you know, not, there is nothing wrong with this. And I think it's great. And I wish that I could do this, but you have the blogger saying, I wake up and I have my warm cup of water and lemon. Then I stretch for 10 minutes. Then I do my meditation. Then I go on my walk and then I get my 45 minutes of exercise in. And then I start my day. I'm like, oh my God, like I'm just, I'm not there. (laughs) I am not there. And that's okay. I would like to get to a point where I'm somewhere in between that and what I'm doing right now. But I recognize that I'm not at that level, perhaps that this person is doing, or maybe that's just not my proper way of starting the day or taking care of myself. And that's okay too. But sometimes it's okay to like, take yourself back, remove yourself from whatever you're diving into the content, what's Mm -hmm. all around you and rest and what do you need? What does
1: your body need? Agreed. Agreed. And start getting like feeling good. I feel like I forgot how to just kind of cozy up and feel good. As sad as it is. Like, I have not been feeling that lately.
0: Oh, angel. I don't know.
1: I don't know. No. I
0: love that you said that because it, it brings me on to what I had mentioned to you before that I wanted to talk about today. Um, Jeff and I, started watching a documentary on Netflix. Well, it's like a series, a docu-series and it's called how to change your mind. And it's based off of the book called how to change your mind by Michael Pollan or Pullen. Um, And it is fascinating and it has kind of changed my way of thinking over these last couple of days of how to address um, rest, mental health, anything that you're kind of dealing with trauma from the past PTSD in a different way. And it's using psychedelics. Um, and it is incredible, incredible. We've watched three episodes so far. Um, I'll kind of touch on those and then just dive into what made me, what you said that kind of transitioned very easily into this, but there was one on LSD, mushrooms, and MDMA, which is ecstasy. And then there's there's another one that we have not yet watched, but I think we'll watch tonight on peyote. And um, it's just, it's extremely fascinating. The whole thing, everything that they talk about is run by psychologists and psychiatrists. So it's not just, you know, hippies from the 60s saying, let's try this to free our mind. Like there are some hippies and there are some hippie psychiatrists but there's actually like research and data and scientific facts behind how all of these psychedelics help people um starting all the way back into the 50s but a lot of that data was kind of stunt or stunted or hidden by the government when the war on drugs started and i find i found it so fascinating and i want to read this quote because yeah yeah, isn't it's just it's crazy, right? Oops, sorry. Um, <laughs> just a little bit of Carol King for everybody in the background. Um, okay, so the one we watched last night on MDMA ecstasy, they say that that has been very helpful with treating PT- PTSD because it takes your mind into a very euphoric land where you're able to almost um face the trauma or your worries or like that past experience that really affected you negatively and you see it in a way of oh that's not so bad I can handle this and for instance the person that was talking there the best thing that I got from that series or that um, episode he said I'm able to understand sadness without feeling sad and I don't know if I could ever have understood sadness if I had never felt sad before. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. And so it, it's just very, it, it dives into a deeper thought, a deeper level of consciousness, being in tune with your internal energy without the outside or maybe even your overactive mind getting in the way.
1: How um, interesting,
0: isn't that?
1: Yeah, yeah. Because
0: one of the women, um, she, I think she was actually with the MDMA one as well, but she said for the first time she felt joy in a childlike way, and she said I don't know the last time if ever I felt that because she had a very traumatic upbringing, and it's it's eye
1: opening. It's so- eye opening sorry, question for you on this. So does it, well, so many questions. I love this. So, well, one, did they take cases of extreme trauma to show as examples? Okay. Yes.
0: Yes. I think there were all levels, but these were all in very controlled environments for case studies, Um, going anywhere from extreme OCD when a young father Every time he put his son down to sleep, he would use a flashlight to make sure he's breathing. He couldn't leave. Like he was hovering over Mm. him. Like he was worried about every little thing. And he, I think he was on the LSD episode and you know, that he was put into a controlled room with two therapists and they were giving him the dosage and they were there with him the whole time. They, um, I'm sorry, I'm at a loss of words today. I don't know why, but they were. Watching his vitals the whole time and making sure that he was, you know, okay. Because some of those trips aren't always pleasant. Like they can bring up demons and they can be sad. But it's always been, from what I've seen so far, they've used people with pretty traumatic instances. Another one, um, her brother died of an overdose, and three years later, her mother murdered two people and then murdered herself. And then the girl was in hurricane katrina so she had trauma to the max and now she said she lives this life that she never thought she could live and she's happy and she's actually blissful and she has a beautiful family and the triggers of the past don't trigger her anymore like she all of these people are able to have better control over their minds and i believe this the um the statistic was looking back on all of these studies, two thirds of everybody that was in them and took these drugs became profoundly better.
1: Interesting. Yeah. That's a huge
0: statistic.
1: That is, that is. And I just wonder, okay. So my other question was if this is, I wonder what the criteria was like, you have to have X amount of or like some sort of level of trauma. I wonder how they basically picked these people. Cause it feels like it's a very, it's a very um, you just have to be careful with giving someone with that type of level of drug.
0: Absolutely. For Absolutely. fear of
1: addiction, for fear of like, what if this, what if they're triggered and this becomes like something they crave and need? Like, what if they're alcoholics or like narcotic addicts? Like, how do you, you know what I mean? That's a good
0: question. Yeah. I have no idea. It's, it's definitely sparked so many questions in my mind and I want to start researching it more and see like, where are these studies taking place? Are they readily available? Like in what you said, like, how do they pick the people? Can you volunteer for them? I really, I'm very intrigued and I'm going to find out more. Um, but it's, it's fascinating. And then another way that they've been using them particularly with LSD is with cancer patients. Those that know, you know, death is coming and it's frightening. It's, you know, paralyzing. You don't know how you're going to find happiness with the days that you have left. And what it allows them to do is face death head on and see that, you know, I it, I don't know how to say it without kind of sounding spiritual, but that there's more. There's more and that you still feel whole and that you have this euphoric, once again, energy and outlook on the days that you still have. And when the daytime or the time comes to pass, it's okay. And that'll be beautiful as well.
1: Totally. See, like in these instances, it makes so much sense for me to replicate that energy through a drug and be able to like have someone- But my fear with something like this, well, two things. One is like showing this, obviously they have to have some sort of appeal. Otherwise no one would watch it. So they have to have extreme cases. So people would be interested, like any other story or movie or book, like you have to have a hook and their hook is like, oh, these extreme cases that people will enjoy watching this, you know, and it, and it will work and it'll be this extreme ping pong, right? Like they have to have that for viewership um, like production wise has to have that. And then, but my fear with something like this is that kids, like there is a, such an epidemic, there's no an ep- epidemic and there's all these different abuse of these types of drugs. And how do they monitor, you know, viewers intaking this and being like, wow, this is only a net positive thing. It's like, actually it's a very intense thing that needs, do you know what I mean? That needs to be Absolutely. cautioned. Absolutely. And so it's, how do you, yeah. How do they monitor that?
0: I I feel like that's a great question. And I don't know, but I love that you said that about the opioids because on the MDMA episode, again, they were with um, a former police chief who went through a lot and he said it has changed his life and allowed him to actually keep living. Like he said, he remembers the first day that he didn't want to not end his life. And it just became Obviously, a giant change for him, and he's actually he's thriving now, and he's pushing to have um, MDMA passed as a legal drug for medical purposes now, and he's they're like they're getting really close, they're getting really close. But what he said was, um, and I'm going to read off of my my notes that good drugs led to an opioid addiction, and bad drugs are now healing people. So it goes back to the fighting drug time of life of the 80s and the 90s when they said, you know, marijuana, LSD, ecstasy, these are killing our kids. But yet we could all have painkillers, Oxycontin, you know, all of these other ones. And those are the ones that are causing... And once again, I'm putting a, a blanket statement over this, but those are causing such addictions in people. And now we're finding that these psychedelic drugs are actually more powerful and healing than maybe we were led to, to think. And, and I might add that they're actually, they're not just masking the pain. They're actually healing the people from the core. You know, these people are not, it's what it sounds like is it's not an antidepressant. It is curing you so that you don't have to take antidepressants or interesting, Interesting. et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. It's, it's fascinating. It's fascinating because, you know, in our world today, it's all run so much on the pharmaceutical industry that, okay, I have a hurt knee. Let me give you this pill. Okay. I'm not feeling well today. Let's try this medicine. Okay. I'm overweight. Well, blah, 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 blah. Mm -hmm. It's all about masking what's really going on. And what I really, really connected with and loved about this series was the intense focus on actually going towards what the actual problem is. And that's not, that's, I don't think that that's talked about a lot.
1: No, I Do you agree agree. with that?
0: Or what are your thoughts?
1: I think this is so fascinating as well. And I'm glad that people are, are digging into what we all were just spoon fed through the media to believe. Right. I love that. I love that. We're challenging like, Hey, this thing that was, you know, blown up in the eighties and nineties as like this awful thing. Let's re let's re look at it. Let's, let's try to see in certain cases, if it makes sense to kind of incorporate it. I think that's really interesting. Um, my fear is that there's just such a huge suicide and depression rate, which, which it's like, chicken and egg like this might right. help with that stuff but there's also such abuse of of drugs and recreational use of this totally. and like I've had personal experiences with people who have died from from doing this and so it's like it is fearful for honestly speaking I mean trigger warning we'll put trigger warnings at no, the beginning I of this like but that is it's scary to think that this is you know now going to be normalized and people are going to be like oh I'm depressed and sad um maybe not to the extreme level where I would need this type of drug, but because it's, it's shown on Netflix, let me go try to explore this. You know, I just worry that it's going to be abused. That's my fear.
0: I love that you brought up that point. I I do, because I don't have that experience. You know what I mean? So I'm looking at this on a very naive level, but also on a very intrigued level Mm -hmm. of this is fascinating to me and in a way of like, okay, so I do suffer from depression, Maybe this would be something cool to try. Like I'm very game to trying anything, but I don't believe I have an addictive personality. Oh, some people do, and it would be absolutely the wrong thing to try, I would think. Um, but all of those, you know, when you when you incorporate something new or something that has been banned back into society, it absolutely and naturally brings up a storm of questions yeah. I don't, I don't know how you answer those. I don't know how you figure them out because obviously it's going to be to the detriment of individuals
1: and you, that doesn't seem right. No. And I get, I, it's such an interesting topic to me because I've heard many of my friends uh, like think that shrooms specifically are really just a great way to tap into your higher self and like honestly just be a bit more spiritual and see the world from a different point of view it also I read this book that was it was fiction so it's not real but it was she was tripping and there was a murder that happened and it was like this big deal so obviously that was a fictional book no no but, but i are saying if you're out of yeah yeah there's just yeah. those cases where or or you do it too frequently and then your reality becomes numb and you you crave that high and all you can do is live in this you know ecstasy uh, state ecstatic state it's just all these things worry me and i'm just a worrywart that's okay that's
0: <laughs> okay enough and it's like i th- i think the the purpose of all of our episodes are to bring up questions and things that mm-hmm. we're learning and things that we're intrigued by and You know, wellness is something that we want to keep working on for forever, (laughs) obviously, but we're bringing it up every month. And this just totally pulled me in. And I'm always very intrigued by kind of left of center ways of living. I like that. I think I dress like that. I think my personality is like that. I think the way I talk is like that because I can't ever get my sentences out. And so to see this different way of dealing with trauma or, you know, what, whatever you want to call it, what so many people deal with, um, was really cool to me for lack of a better word. You know, I think cool can sometimes be taken out of context because obviously I don't think having an issue that needs medical attention is cool by any means, but just this approach is cool.
1: Yeah. And I think questioning the status quo is, is important. So I'm glad that people are going and doing research, but it is also a great thing to bring up that these, and sometimes I feel this way because I steer more towards like the center, you know, I'm not as like, whatever. I like my, my routines, my, my, I am more of a girly that wakes up and has her 45 minute morning routine. And, and I love that about you. Like, I love true. that we, right? Yes. The, the ebbs and flows. Like, I like, love that we can balance each other. Yes. And and also, I sometimes struggle when those things don't work. And it's it makes me spiral when my typical things that I know to be true, like waking up and working out and getting sleep and eating right and going for walks, listening to music, like doing my checklist of things when that doesn't work makes me feel like i'm broken and so what i appreciate when you bring up these things is like sometimes those things don't work and that's that's that right like for everyone but for people with different backgrounds and and histories and i have things in my past that sometimes they just boil up and i can't a green juice doesn't help
0: <laughs> you it know it doesn't
1: it doesn't it and doesn't. And maybe days happen maybe-
0: Yes. And maybe some French fries do, and maybe they (laughs) don't. And maybe just a cozy day under a blanket does, you know, or maybe it's just time. Maybe it is medicine. It's no matter what it is, it's okay. You're right. And, and I do love that about you and I, we have so many similarities, but then other things contrast at times and we're learning Like throughout this whole process, we're learning so much about each other. We're learning about so much about ourselves, but we're, we're wanting to grow and like understand each other, understand the world around us. And what better way to do that than to dive into health and wellness and trying to see the world through a better lens and also ourselves.
1: Right. Right. And I, and I also think that this, these types of topics are important because, we're both human beings with a history and and different things are going to help different people. Like medicine is yes. going to help some people. Music is going to heal some people. My therapist who I saw in San Francisco, she actually quit therapy and is now doing it like art type of um, therapy for children to help them learn how yeah. to paint their feelings and all these different really cool creative things. That's a form of like healing for wellness. And so you kind of have to find your thing right yes. that he, a, yep. and it's going to change and whatever else but i was thinking about this cuz for whatever reason different past traumas have been boiling up in the last month for me and and i don't know why like my best friend died when she was 8 i think i shared this with you yeah. potentially in an awful car accident and that was my first experience with death and and I, that's a young age to experience death right and
0: super young
1: For a period afterwards death kept following like in seventh grade my piano teacher who taught me to write songs and the reason why I love music she died she got hit by an awful semi-truck and then oh
0: my gosh you
1: know two years later my grandpa died two two years later my grandma died um two years later a friend committed suicide two years later like um Luke's friend committed suicide then it was like all these different traumas kept happening. Yeah. Death, death, not even tr- like death kept happening. And it made me really feel like uneasy. And that's why I'm such a nervous Nellie about all these different things in life. Oh and the gosh. only thing that would calm me down is music. And it was, it was a very strange thing. And when I was little, that was something my friend and I would listen to music. My piano teacher taught me how to write songs and taught me about chord progressions and taught me to let loose through chords and singing. And she, was a huge huge part of my life so losing her i don't know i'm going on a rant but basically what i'm saying is like i love I, it. I found that my thing was was music it it means yeah. a lot to me it's not just like oh i enjoy it like it really is a healing thing for me
0: no i think that that's so beautifully said and tragically beautiful because all of those events like, well, it's beautiful, but it's tragic because all of those events have made you who you are, like this wonderful human being. But you found the thing that helps you survive and thrive is music. And it doesn't
1: matter what form it takes. That's what works for you. Right. So. Yes. And to your point, it's what gets you to your core, not masks, your feelings. Absolutely. And I think
0: that's, one, like this show in psychedelics, it's just one way that people yeah. are trying and that it's working for some. It's not the one all that's going to fix everybody. Absolutely not. It's not going to work for everybody. It's not made for everybody, you know? And I think that that is very important. I'm glad that you said that because I'm not on here, you know, telling the world we all need to get on psychedelics.
1: I, exactly. <laughs>
0: I promise no, no, I'm no. not,
1: but we know.
0: it's just, um, an, an, a fascinating lane that I'm learning about, you know? Yeah. And it's why not learn?
1: Why not learn? What has helped you though, in the past with wellness type of stuff and just getting back to your core?
0: Music has always been that for me, but it's been exercise and going outside. I would Mm. say outside and, and just, I don't know, nature, nature does it for me. And I can't, you know, it's always, it's always been that and a good trashy reality show. And I'm not even joking, like trashy TV does it.
1: I love that. I, I, and I, I love that you're open about that. Cause it's honestly, <laughs> something that, something that helps me is really angsty teen movies, like perks of being there a wallflower. Go. When I feel like all up in my feelings, I need to turn on perks of being a wallflower and watch like the depressing shit. And Luke's like, what are you doing? And I was like, he gets me. <laughs> I don't know what to tell you. I have a lot of feelings. And I, we've talked about this so many times, <laughs> but like, whatever makes you feel better and get in touch with the side of you that needs, what do they say? If it makes you happy, <laughs> why the hell are you so sad? Hell <laughs> <laughs> yeah! tell I oh don't know. <laughs> I love that. No, I Yeah. So anyways, this, I I love how this wellness episode is about getting in touch with yourself because I think also a lot of us have different inner children, which I'd love to get into in a different episode, maybe like our inner children.
0: That sounds like a great idea. I've never really even thought about that either.
1: I've done a lot of that with with therapy because I did have a lot of these things growing up in my childhood and they were unhealed. Like I sort of just went through life and was like, Whatever, I got this. I can do this, and I never really healed them. And so yeah, my they inner were still
0: open wounds.
1: Yes, and so my inner child, the the child that I didn't, re- the most open healed, or the most unhealed, whatever you know what I'm saying, the most gotcha. unhealed child gotcha. in me is my teenage years. Is like high school for me. Ugh, same, so, right? So so those angsty movies and songs and like Death Cab for Cutie and Bonnie Bear and all these like sad. Girl We're hour songs. Girls. I just love. Sad girls
0: <laughs> I like being a sad girl.
1: Me too. I don't care. That's my vibe. Sorry.
0: <laughs> sorry, guys. This is the sad girl vibe, and you're welcome. And I oh know that a God. lot of people will want to be sad girls too. Yeah. <laughs> or, or sad girls, sad girls, that boys, doesn't matter. You're welcome here at PS. We have no plan.
1: Yes. Yes. And accepting that more and more has actually done the opposite for me. I feel much more rainbow and butterflies now accepting that I have really intense emotions from time to time and get really sad.
0: (laughs) Hey, and you know what? That's okay. That's who you are. You own it. And I love that about you. And so does everybody else that loves you.
1: I mean, vice versa, girl. Um, Well, we usually do goals for next month. And I'm curious, we should probably have gone back through from September to see if we hit any of our goals. I don't know if we did this month, did we?
0: Um, my gut tells me no. I have not hit (laughs) my (laughs) goals.
1: Oh, okay. One of my goals was uh cooking more for myself, and I did. I I did think overall that I cooked more for myself this month, which is a good. That's a good accomplishment.
0: That's a huge accomplishment, especially with all the travel you've been doing. Yeah, I mean that's an undertaking.
1: I'm like, maybe I'm lying. I don't
0: know. I think I have. I think we'll call it as a yes. I, I have like, no idea what mine was. So
1: what was, your, you? I think yours was being more in touch with yourself, like, or being okay that you're a work in progress. Oh my gosh. You recently posted something that I loved on Instagram. That was like, I'm a work in progress type of energy. You're like this. Yeah, I that was my real ma- today. I loved that. See, you're accepting yourself as a work in progress. So you are hitting your goals.
0: Okay. All right. All right. I accept that. I accept that. <laughs>
1: <laughs> people at work call me a PR agent because I love spinning everything into like a positive I'm like this we is. we need
0: that we <laughs> need that thank you oh my god you're an angel you're an angel well Oops. okay so what would my goal be what would your goal be for next next month do you let's have one think. off the top of your head sorry I'm so far away from like
1: let's think let's think we can set one I want to set a tangible one because I want to try and I do too I do hit too it.
0: Hmm. I want mine to be like workout focused because I feel like I've definitely uh, neglected my workout. So I want to build. I think mine is I want to run at least four days a week.
1: Ooh, that's a big goal. That is a big goal. But
0: I mean, I was I was normally doing six or seven. Okay. So I think four is a good one. That's going to be my goal. Run four
1: days a week. Love that. Okay, check in with us. Keep track of it. I I, we want to follow the journey. You'll see a lot of it. <laughs> whether um, you
0: want to or not.
1: <laughs> I'm gonna try to cook for myself three <laughs> times, three times a week. Is that oh, way yeah. too is that too low of a goal? Maybe Can four. I'll do to four, four? too. I'll do it, four um, with you? Yeah.
0: Come
1: on. All yes. right. Four four meals. I mean, I have breakfast and lunch for dinners. I should say for dinners. Okay. That's, that's good.
0: I feel like that is very good because that is hard. That is that's very hard.
1: hard. Right. So four dinners. For dinners.
0: All right. So we're all going to, we're going to check in. I feel like we should, these are going to be day by day on Uh, PS. We have no plan on Instagram.
1: Yeah. We're going to do a little stories and we'll, we'll favorite yeah. it or whatever. Yeah. I don't know what it, what and like, terms. I
0: mean, no, I love that. And anybody that listens, I mean, tell us what you're goals this month are going to be, and let's just make them tangible. What, what are you going to do for four days each week?
1: Okay. This was such an interesting episode. What we like opened up and shared research and new facts and talked about (laughs) wellness. We had a
0: statistic. We had one (laughs) statistic and honestly that I brought it to the table. I am (laughs) shocked and it will never happen again.
1: Go, um, that was Go great. Ice. Oh my gosh. Well, thank you everyone for listening to this chaotic, as always, wellness episode. We are, P.S., we have no plan and we post a new episode every Thursday. Thanks for listening, everybody. Take care. Bye bye.
0: I woke up in the morning and the sun broke through the open curtains. The birds sang to, and they said, This is a day to celebrate.